Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Rennes. With me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, and Pastor Jim. And of course, we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. That's Isaiah 30, verse 15. And before we read that verse, let's pray together. And Tara, would you open us in prayer? I would. Dear God, I just thank you for your goodness to us. Um, Lord, as we dig into your word today, I pray that you would um, just help our conversation to go well. Help us to learn more about your word and you through it. We love you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15 says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. Today we want you to know that when the going gets tough, the tough get going to the Lord. When the going gets tough, the tough get going to the Lord. And I'm curious for us as a group, how are you in a crisis? Are you good in a crisis? Have you ever been in a crisis? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I always say that I can't make little decisions, but I do good at the big ones. I uh, can't decide what I want to eat at a restaurant, but when something bad happens, I can figure it out real quick. Um, I do really good initially in a crisis. Uh, you know, if it's more of a long-term crisis, sometimes I don't do as well. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I, I kind of switch into a mode where, like, it's all like very down to earth, practical, step by step when something bad's happening. And then emotionally, then I have to catch up to it. You know, like yes. afterwards, my wife will be like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm sure. And then I go to shut the door and it's like, Kaboom! And I slam the door. And she's like, Well, why did you do that? I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm not quite as, you know, like it, it just, I'm good in the moment, but. As as I as I kind of decompress from it, then I realize the emotional impact a crisis has on me. Yeah. One time, uh, Missy was in a car accident, and the car flipped over, and and she ended up breaking her neck. And uh, and I can remember the car was in the ditch, and they they called me and said she'd been in an accident. So I I went there right away, and some a friend of ours was there too, and they said. Uh, Said, why aren't you more upset? Why why aren't you why aren't you panicking more? And I said, because I've been through worse. And as they pulled her out of the they had her on a bodyboard and pulled her out of the the back of the car, you know, it was just like everything was you know everything slowed down, and I was able to um, minister to her and talk with the people and you know get everything together and check with certain things and and then we got together got into the hospital and uh, I think it, that night maybe like you're saying Ben that night I was my body was tight as a drum it was, it was like hard as this table just yeah. because I was so tense yeah. but during that time I, I could I could handle it what yeah. was going on I don't think I handle crisis well <laughs> that would be way I describe myself. I remember as a kid, something, a flat tire in the car or something, I, I would just talk incessantly. And my parents were like, John, just got to be quiet right now. We're dealing with this, you know, just, 
and it just that was my way of of addressing the situation that I didn't know how to deal with. Um, yeah, I worry about, I am prone to worry before, during, after. Yeah, I'm prone to want to act fast and run around in a hurry. So I don't know that I would handle a crisis well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever been in a large crisis, but the... Um, if it's a health crisis, I just tell them, put me to sleep, wake me up when it's time to go back home. So <laughs> that's my theory on that. But I haven't had to de- fortunately, I haven't had to deal with many crises. So here we have Isaiah talking to Israel, sharing a word of the Lord. And it's interesting that he says in verse 15, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. <coughs> but you would have none of it. What is Isaiah getting at? Well, it's not polite to say stupid, okay? But these people are really stupid. <laughs> I mean, the God of the universe is saying, okay, this is how it works. This is exactly how they, these are the instructions. And, but they're saying, yeah, whatever. And they're walking away. That, that's stupid. That's really stupid. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you think of Isaiah and you think of the prophets and how they spoke against the kings and the actions and the political stuff of the day, you know, like the people were always turning to something other than the Lord. And I I feel stupid because I think sometimes when the going gets tough, it's easy to try to turn to other things to seek the answers first. Like it's easy to say, okay, well the doctors will have the answers or, um, I'm just going to go stick my head in the sand like an ostrich. And so like the answers will just come maybe. But, you know, the, the source of our salvation, um, uh, the source of our strength is turning to the Lord. And uh, I've always loved this passage because, you know, it, it talks about, no, we'll flee on horses. We'll get away. We'll run away from the problems We'll, you know, we'll make deals. We'll, we'll go all over the place. But God's just saying, listen, the answers you're seeking for are in me. And, and John's version uses the word repentance. The NRSV that I have in front of me says return. Um, return to the Lord and find rest and salvation. And sometimes that doesn't, isn't really our first move when a crisis happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking back just over the chapter and it says to those who carry out plans that are not mine forming an alliance but not by my spirit this is verse one heaping sin upon sin who go down to egypt without consulting me who looked at for help to pharaoh's protection to Egypt's shade for refuge and you see israel going somewhere else and looking for help in something else and i think you're right we can often look for help um, in in many areas other than God. But I will say this. I find this a tricky one. Like even, I mean, my world revolves around church. So let's say you want your church to go well. I mean, so I mean, obviously I have a lot of books over on the shelf over there. You know, do this, do this, do this, do that. Um, Some would say, you know, you don't need books. You don't need to read any of that stuff. Others say you just need to pray. And prayer, prayer is all you do. And um, others would say, well, you pray, uh, but then you, and you do it 
after you're done praying, you do everything on your own. And I always have found it a tough balance. How do we balance it? Take a health condition, you know. Uh, we pray about a health condition. At the same time, we, we go to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know. What is the balance between um, relying on God and yet living with the wisdom and knowledge that he's given us in this physical world? Does that make sense? Maybe I'm just rambling in it. <laughs> Our denomination has a, um, has a prayer ministry and, and that's uh, centered in Fort Wayne, and it's called Pray First. We can do lots of things after we pray, but we shouldn't do anything until we pray. Uh, we should be in such a constant, you know, a state of prayer that if something's happening, if if you sit here, your child's been in an accident, you may jump in the car and head there. But while you're heading there, you're not thinking about how you're going to get that kid fixed. You, the first thing you do is you pray. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know that's what he's saying here. You know, come to me. I can take care of all this stuff, and they wouldn't have anything to do with it. And I think the world sometimes doesn't. You know, when they don't have that access to God through prayer, or they don't they don't tap into that access to God through prayer, then they just go on all different kind of strange tangents that get get them in so much trouble. Yeah. But pray first. I always like to. I like it. I think money is something we all understand pretty easy. And like, I think about when we were first starting out and we, we had absolutely no money. Um, you know, the thought of a doctor's appointment that was going to cost us way more than we had or bills that would, you know, threat you know, the lack of money during those days in our marriage. Like we, we had to trust on in the Lord because he was the one where our security came from. It wasn't money. It wasn't a doctor's diagnosis. It was that God was going to keep us safe. And when we put our faith in God, we were able to walk through difficult times. And amazingly, the money came. Like, um, I remember one time Leah had a procedure at a hospital, and we were in seminary, and the bill was like 1600 bucks. And when you're in seminary, living on, living on ramen, $1,600 is a lot of money. A lot of ramen. A lot of ramen. <laughs> and we're like... What are we going to do? And I, I remember there's always this time when we're just like, you know what? God's got this. He's got it under control. And it wasn't a day or two afterwards that we got a check in the mail for $1,500. And it just, God just provided. But we decided before that check came that our strength was going to be in the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that when you do that, then God's just going to send you money. But when you're faithful with the little things in life, eventually you become faithful with more. And I think if you can learn to find your security and trust in God when you have nothing else to trust in, then when you have other things to trust in, you can keep coming back to say, it's not my wealth, it's not my status, it's not my title, it's God who is my strength. But if you get that mixed around, that's what the world does. They think, if I've got more money, if I've got more power, then I've got strength, then I'll find rest. But how many people are rich, but they're weary? They are high and mighty, but they are troubled and vexed because their rest and strength is not in the Lord. Yeah, it says here, in repentance, in repentance is your salvation, in rest is your salvation. That tells me that we can't work for our salvation. We just need to rest and relax and let God take care of that. But then beyond salvation, our strength, what strength we're going to have, it, come, it come, comes in quietness. 
not flexing our own muscles, allowing God to flex his, and trust, trusting mm-hmm. God to take care of those $1,600 bills that we have no idea how they're going to get taken care of. Yep. Well, and so today, as we look at this passage, I suspect there's people listening that are trying to figure out how to solve everything and looking in all different places for salvation. And we want to remind them that when the going gets tough, the tough get going to the Lord. And uh, He is ultimately our hope and our salvation. And we have to rest in Him. And so, when the going gets tough, the tough get going to the Lord. So turn to Him today. Thanks for listening. God bless.